Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hello, and thank you so much for checking out our Exploring Awareness Podcast. Glad you decided to listen, and we're hoping you can find some comfort and insight and peace in the most unlikely places. Perhaps like in the middle of a pandemic, which we're all dealing with right now. That line was Frank's suggestion, and it's taken me a while, but I finally figured out, which for me means I felt it. I finally figured out, though, what that means, finding peace and joy in unlikely places. And this is episode 11, and Frank, did you have any idea how much that would mean when you first suggested it for our, what they call a podcast tagline, so to speak, back in January of 2020? No, Lisa, I had no idea. You know, as we talked about this podcast, we created it, you know, to share the things that we've learned. And things were a little chaotic back then, looking for peace and joy in the most unlikely places. But gee whiz, this is the most unlikely mm. place <laughs> that we find ourselves in with, again, the opportunity to find peace and joy. Yeah, peace and joy. That uh, it, It's still there, right? You can tell us that. Yeah. Oh, oh, surely. Surely it's all there. It's always there. It just is a matter of connecting back to it. And when we've been talking about exploring awareness as a way to do that, you know, again, the invitation is for people to use this opportunity to, to think about or to try something different. And, uh, and, and you'd be surprised. Really, I've, I've had some very good feedback from people who's like, you know, if we just stop get into the present moment, things are very different than they are, you know, in the future. So when we are using our, our minds to predict what's going to happen in the future, that's a very difficult place to be. But right in the present moment, right now, it's just a, it, there is a sense of, of, of joy and relief. And, you know, there's also a sense of, of compassion for yourself because, boy, when you give yourself a break from your wonderful mind that's trying to protect you and you just go to your core it's such a such a relief and it may even seem unattainable but i would just invite people to keep practicing because there is there this this central core that will be at peace every day and we've talked about this in past episodes, and there's like three different directions I can go with what you just said. And I'm going to tell you the first one, which was just a, such a great revelation for me and something that I learned when you said the joy is always there. We just cover it up. I was like the town crier. I just kept going out to everyone. The joy is always there. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's there. We just cover it up. So that was one lesson that we learned. And we have talked about that in past podcasts. So if you want to go back and and hear a little bit more about that. But you know, we're in the middle of this health pandemic that's impacted the entire world. It's it's unbelievable to see and sometimes just to get through the day, you can't think about it, you got to like you said, be in this present moment. And uh, don't get all caught up in the drama and the dread, just be in this present moment. So a lot of us, and I've heard this from a lot of people, I don't know if you do it or not, waking up at 3 a.m. Are you sleeping through the night? Are you sleeping like a baby and everything's going? I am actually, I'm sleeping through the night. (laughs) Anyway, for the rest of us who are not, um, you know, you wake up at 3 a.m. and then your mind starts racing. And I was laying there this morning and... 
wrestling with so many different thoughts, not even just about the pandemic, everything that's going on in my life and what does it mean? And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to get all tangled up in these complicated thoughts. And I I made a decision that I was going to give myself a break and commit myself to staying on the loving path. And I actually wrote it down and give myself a break. And then I thought, is that self-compassion? Because I know we've talked about self-compassion before. Yeah, it is. It is. It is because, you know, there was some, it was, that was, you stopped and you recognized your, your thoughts using that, uh, that rain technique we talked about when you recognize, allow, investigate and nurture, Right. you know? So you started that, you, you started that recognition part. You like saw yourself. Right. And you could see, became aware of your thoughts and how they were racing around and how it wasn't serving you, mm-hmm. especially at three o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> you know, in your warm bed. I thought giving, I thought giving myself a break and we, and I've, we, I've, I've done interviews. I've talked to people. I know, I know in my mind what self-compassion is, but I have to ask you, why is that so hard? Why, why does that seem so difficult? The one thing I've noticed in this pandemic and the way that culture and society has changed, even the act of staying home is, is a huge act of compassion. And people are doing that, you know, they're protecting each other. They're keeping their six foot distance and they're, 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 you smile at each other as you pass, you know, six feet away when you're out for a run or for a walk. And, um, and you know, if you, if you, if you take a step back that is an extremely compassionate act, and and people uh, may, may not be aware of that. You know, they're aware of our innate nature to be compassionate, but you see it everywhere. And the, and the outpouring of help. You know, I've just been touched. So many people want to help, and and that is an expression of compassion, no doubt. What about self-compassion, though? That's a great. That's a great question, and uh, we'll do a guided meditation a little bit later on about self-compassion. Some people are very hard on themselves, and much harder on themselves than they are on other people. Hmm. Who could that be? Who do we know? <laughs> yeah, something I'm working on for me, for sure. Maybe you listening feel the same way. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, hard on myself. And if you're hard on yourself. That's when self-compassion can help, right? Well, when you recognize that you're being hard on yourself and when you get into the place of kind of a mindful awareness of what your mind is doing and then you give yourself a break, that is that is being very self-compassionate. You know, the, the, the first step, though, is to, is to recognize, you know, and that, that, that can be a difficult step for people because you're kind of in a habitual way of thinking. What are we recognizing, just to clarify? Recognize what we're thinking? Recognizing our thoughts and recognizing our emotions. And so, you know, in a couple of those previous episodes, we talked about mindfulness of thoughts and mindfulness of emotions and the uh, RAIN technique. And it's just a matter of um, becoming aware of your thoughts. And, And remember, we'd also go back to the breath because that's a great way to learn awareness. First, you become aware of your breath. Right. Like, oh, I'm breathing, mm-hmm. oh, my body's here, and oh, my mind is thinking. And that's why I recommend practicing some of this at home. Because if you can do it, you know, in a quiet place, then when you get out into the world, you know, it's 
you could remember that. You know, you could remember to stop and recognize. I would have to say, though, for me, this was kind of a big deal because it was the first time I actually did recognize it's the middle of the night and my mind is racing and I'm, what does that mean and what is that going to happen? And then I finally just was like, stop it. You know, it's like... I, be nice to yourself and, and give myself a break. And so I, I, I think I learned that from these, these conversations and the did rain. Did you get a sense of stillness? I did. Stillness? I did. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to give myself a break. I'm just going to stop this and I'm going to stay on the loving path. So I made kind of a dedication about it. I'm, I'm going to stay. Uh, I devoted myself. I'm going to stay on the loving path and I'm not going to just let my mind do this anymore. And that was a big, a big deal for me to actually get to that point and make that recognition and turn myself around and just, as you said, breathe, be aware. I'm on my breathing. I'm okay. So that was a, that was a huge step. And I'm going to, I'm going to thank you for, for teaching me that because it, uh, it can make really make a difference, I think, in how you think and how you feel. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad because that, that's a really, you know, common teaching when we're learning mindfulness. And so people practice and practice and struggle and then they do it and they get a wonderful insight like that. It's kind of like, um, I don't think I've mentioned this metaphor before, but you know, when there's a, a gray sky and then you can see a patch of blue, right? you know, mm-hmm. and then sometimes there's even more blue. The, the blue sky is always back there, right? And so... You know, once you stop to recognize that, that those clouds can dissipate and the blue sky will be there. You know, that's a metaphor for this peaceful, calm place that's always there. Sometimes it's covered up by thoughts, you know, emotions, fears, as we've said. As And, and, and of course, we're, those are all normal things to happen. And uh, because they're so intense right now, we have a, even a even a better opportunity to, to realize, you know, what our minds are doing and how they're trying to protect us. And then when you recognize that, ah, you find that still place that's doing the recognizing. And that's the place. That's the real place. That's the present moment place. I liked that picture that you painted of the, of the gray skies, but the blue sky is behind it. That I like to go. I like to travel, which none of us are doing right now, but I love to go up and I'm not a great flyer, but I will fly because I love to go places. And I am starting to learn to embrace that part where you, the plane takes off and you're like, it is a cloudy day and you know the sun is beyond the clouds. And you, I look yeah. forward to seeing that. And that's kind of, you know, when I'm not panicking and like the rest of us, I, and I, but I have these moments and these glimpses of what life is going to be like after this pandemic. I mean, it's so, so sad, the lives that are being lost. And they, my heart goes out to everybody who's impacted by that. But on the other side of this, I'm, I'm excited about the glorious opportunities that could develop as maybe we do rework our society a little bit. Maybe we are kinder to each other. One of my personal things that I've always felt is not taking anybody or anything for granted. I've been through so much right. in my life. I know that better. So I'm thinking, are we maybe we will value all the things in our in our lives when this is over and not take anything or anyone for granted. Right, right. Well, you know, our lives were filled with distractions yeah. before. Right. And uh, those distractions, you know, there are distractions, things like expectations and to-do lists and 
all these places we had to go and all these things we had to do, all that has dried up. Yeah. So, you know, it feels like the um, village life now. Everyone's out walking their dog. Right, yeah. Working in their gardens. And um, and, we're, and it's kind of a forced uh, presence, you know. We're kind of forced to, to just be present with ourselves. And uh, and so that gives us an opportunity to, to do something different, you know. And then we'll take this with us after this pandemic, I certainly hope. And certainly so many social uh, and cultural factors are being revealed, you know, mm-hmm. the inequities in the world are being very much revealed. And I hope that uh, after this is over, we're going to address those in a much more aggressive way. I love how you see it as an opportunity for presence. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Ram Das, who uh, recently passed away and wrote the book Be Here Now, and came across something that he wrote about just center yourself in silence for a moment. Instead of waiting for something to happen, flip it just slightly and just be in it. Are you really here or are you just waiting for the next thing? It's interesting to see where we are in relation to time, whether we're always just between just what happened and what happens next or whether we can just be here now. So let's just find our way to be here together. And if you're feeling agitated, just notice that agitation. If you're warm, be warm. If you're cold, be cold. If you're overly full, be overly full. Be it, whatever it is but put it all in the context of a quiet space because there's a secret in that and it's worth playing with it. And I read that and it reminded me of what you talk about, about going to our core and being just being aware of everything. You don't have to own it and feel it and worry about it. Just be aware of it, right? Just be aware of it. And and did, did he call it a secret? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Is it a secret? It's not a secret. I mean, we're talking about it right now, but it is a secret if people aren't hearing it or aren't listening. And it's it could seem like a secret that the challenge for us is to hear the secret and 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 respond to it. That that reminds me of a story by Adyashante. He told at a retreat once. There was a, a flood, and this man um, had prayed to God and was convinced that God was going to save him from the flood. So he was on top of his house. The water was rushing all around him. And a boat came by uh, to pick him up, and the man said, no, God's going to save me. And then a helicopter came by and dropped a ladder down, and he said, no, no, God's going to save me. Uh, Well, the waters rose and the man was washed away and and died. And he went to heaven and he saw God and he said, God, you know, you said you were going to save me. He said, well, I sent you a boat and I sent you a helicopter. Hmm. You know, what more did you expect? You know, you had to take you had to, to take that invitation, you know, to save yourself. And I guess there's some some way like we are talking about this change in perspective and there's an opportunity to kind of to do that right to do that and then the first step is probably the most difficult so if you haven't done that yet it does seem like a secret 
That's a great way to put it. So when we talk about all these things and we're in the middle of this health crisis, what do you think is the most effective tool? What do you want to share that people are listening right now and struggling right now? And what does Frank Anderson want to put out there that's going to really help people deal with this at this time? Well, you know, we've talked a lot about awareness and we've talked a lot about kind of how we might deal with this personally by you know becoming aware of our emotions and aware of our our thoughts and and our fears and things like that but i also really believe that compassion for yourself and compassion for others is kind of the next step that comes from from our practices here you know and so there there is a, a sense of, of um, being um, personally upset mm-hmm. but there's also in in the act of compassion for others you know there is also a way that this can be turned into something something larger you know and a, and a way to connect you know the whole world is going through this it's not just us. It's it's every person in the entire world right. is going through the same type of things, you know. And and this sense of of, of, of com- compassion for yourself and compassion for all of us because of the human condition is another way that we can we can feel united and connected and getting through this. So compassion and hope, and I know I've talked many times about about how love is so important to me. So when I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning and after I decided to use self-compassion that you just mentioned and decided to devote myself to staying on the loving path, I wrote this. Where there is anger, try compassion. When fear arises, think of hope. There is a constant current of love that is always available. Love that knows no conditions, no boundaries. Love that is for everyone. You don't have to earn it. You shouldn't have to look for it. Just feel it and be it and know it. And I've always been somebody who focuses on energy. And I'll tell you where that came from when my sister was passing away at a very young age of breast cancer. The hospice nurse was there trying to get her to come to terms with her death which for someone who cries at mcdonald's commercials somehow i was there too but what i learned and what what i heard changed my life and she said you're an energy and you will always be around and so i thought well that's i never heard that before but everything is an energy in my view and i think love is an energy so like just like you said feel compassion for yourself and put compassion out there i'm hoping we can feel the energy of love right now and share that with each other and i don't know if that sounds hippy dippy and weird but that's just who i am and and that's just what i have to share exactly exactly and 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 when we talk about you know our core the innate qualities that come from that you know unconditional love is absolutely one you know unconditional mm. love for yourself and unconditional love for others and you know it's not just in this practice that we're talking about that but you know you hear that in other religions as well unconditional love why does it have to be so difficult yeah that's that's a great question why is unconditional love so difficult should be the easiest thing in the world don't you think that should just always be there. Why would you not love someone? I mean, unless they did some 
horrific, horrible crime, but we've seen situations where someone forgives someone anyway. But I think that unconditional love should be the main current that just flows through our world. And if we can put that out there right now to everyone struggling and suffering well, right now. There, there, are, there are people who don't resonate with that. Why? I think that it, it may be that some people don't love themselves. Hmm. And, and, and the reason that might be is because they've learned that from the culture. You know, they've learned that maybe from their families. They may have learned that from their religions. They may have learned that from their, from their work. Um, and I think that it's important to acknowledge that, that some people don't have access yet to, to that type of unconditional love. It, 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 it's difficult, especially if you've been hurt by other people. You know, it's difficult if you uh, are in a situation that isn't, doesn't have love, right? right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you say that you express a lot of love and some people don't get it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe because they don't love themselves and, and it, I'm not going to tell you to love yourself either, because that's a really difficult thing to do. If you don't love yourself, you, you, you may not. But what I would invite you to do is to, to work with this process that we're talking about, this exploring awareness, mindful awareness, and see if there's something else beside what your brain is telling you. You know that may be deeper and may and you may feel it and i I do think that that if people when people see love in other people, they have that love in themselves as well because you really can't see it in another person unless you also have it and so that might be one of those doorways you see people you know with a lot of love and it's like, ah, you know that some way people respond to that at some level you know and it touches them and can activate their own sense of love so say that again you can't feel it yourself but maybe you can see it and for someone that was... yeah well i think that that um that if you are able to see love in other people right that means you have love within yourself because you can't see it in someone else if you don't have it yourself and some people don't have a connection to that because of life circumstances. Right. And certainly there's a lot of life circumstances that may close someone off to love. Believe me. People have very some have very traumatic experiences amongst the people that they love and, and, and I understand that. So it is hard to say some to say from the top down to love yourself. But from the bottom up, you might discover you know, the clouds might be very, very thick, but the blue sky is behind the clouds. And so these aspects of love and peace and joy are there. Um, you just will have to work with it a little harder to, to, to get access to that. I feel this love, and I've been through many traumatic, painful experiences, and I guess I'm lucky that I still feel it. But I know another thing that I learned from you that I highly value is the top-down versus bottom-up. So how do we attach to love from the bottom-up? Well, I wouldn't use the word attach. Okay. How do we connect? Feel? Yeah, connect. How do we connect? How do we connect to love from the bottom-up? Well, when I talk about the bottom-up, you know, I'm talking about accessing your deepest truth. Hmm. And the way that I recommend that we do it and the way that I do it and the way we talk about it in this podcast 
is is the title you know exploring awareness uh practicing mindfulness and mindful awareness and allowing that uh, mindfulness to allow you to see what your mind is doing what your experience has done to you and what your history has done to you what your health may have done to you and place all those things in in awareness and the part of you that is aware is the part of you that is peaceful and loving and still and joyful and as unlikely as that seems unlikely place with a little bit of faith knowing that the blue sky is behind the clouds you know we can access that and so this is always an invitation for people to try it's not saying you have to I'm not saying if you don't there's a problem either but if you're not happy with how things are going, then I recommend that uh, you give this a try and see if it works. You know, if it works, great. If not, well. I think that's so useful what you just said, though, about see what your mind is doing to you. Thank you for teaching that to me. And and, uh, and again, you know, we're not forcing anybody to do this. We're just talking about it. I was thinking we do this podcast. We don't it's not just one person talking at you and telling you what to do. We're talking to each other and we're discovering it in hopes that you will discover it with us right and these are all things that i've learned over the years you know and um it's not me saying this it's it's a collective wisdom you know it's a collective wisdom and probably from from thousands of years you know people have kind of learned to you know express their their full humanity fullness of life to be able to to take a step back and, and see what's going on. That Back to that, um, the ape that's aware that it's aware, you know, the right. homo sapien sapien one. It's like, that's what we have the opportunity to do. But I do want to also mention, you know, we do talk about meditation on this podcast right. as, the, as the main kind of tool because we can do it, right? right? But I would also recommend that in combination with meditation, you know, you could nature especially now that spring is coming oh, out yeah. it is it's a wonderful to practice kind of a walking meditation or like an informal meditation you can go out into nature and just be present with what's happening and watch the look for the new crocuses and the and the early spring flowers and look at the buds on the trees and see how the squirrels are starting to change their behavior and um, there's so many wonderful things to see and, and practicing mindfulness gives you so much appreciation and attention for everything that happens in the present moment. And so you can do the, you know, the, the, the meditation practices at home, but you can certainly take that perspective out into nature, into yoga practice, into conversations, into um, work environments, you know, into uh, – compassionate acts and volunteering you know all those things can stem from from that same place right and so when we talk about meditation i like like we called it before a pilot project a way to kind of get your awareness muscle going so that you take it out into the world and 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 really your your life it'll be a series of present moment experiences and it just will be twice as rich as it was before. No matter what the external situations are, there's nature out there, there's things happening in the present moment. And you know, when 
when the time comes for financial issues, when the time comes for other issues, you know, we'll deal with that at that time. But the present moment time, you know, you may be able to just be present to what is and not resist. I think nature and going outside is really all we have at this time. And it is great to walk and uh, see spring arriving and watch the water falling. And, and you know, I have, I think this is in my neighborhood. I think it's like really like a retention pond for the sewer system. But I love walking there because the water cascades down these rocks and the duck swims in the pond. And I just ignore that part and, and uh, cherish and be grateful for what I am seeing. So I guess I'm choosing to see the the beauty in uh, my neighborhood sewer system, <laughs> but I think that's one way to, you know, you got to make the best of it, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. But so the meditation we'll do today will be kind of a, um, we'll, we'll focus on compassion today. And so we'll do a, do a meditation on compassion for ourselves and for others. Does that sound good, Lisa? Oh, that sounds, it sounds perfect. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm already starting without you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what to do, but for those who, who don't, and, and if you're driving, you might uh, listen later or pull off to the side of the road and join us. And as we always start, you know, feeling yourself in your, in your chair or wherever you find yourself, and maybe even look around first and just notice your surroundings and notice your body right in your chair and then feel into your chair right and you can close your eyes if you'd like rest your hands in a comfortable place let's go back to that breath still there still going (laughs) since last time we start our mindfulness, our awareness. by just knowing that we're breathing. As you practice this more and more, you know, as soon as you start that still awareness place starts to seep in, starts to wake up starts to the blue sky starts to show and we'll just do a quick scan of the body just remembering that our feet and toes are there on top of our feet our ankles and shins and calves and knees and hips and thighs your legs waking up and feeling your abdominal wall and chest and back, your lower back, middle back, upper back, and shoulders. Feel the energy in your hands, your wrists, forearms, elbows, upper arms shoulders 
and then moving up the back of your head, the top of your head, and all your facial muscles. Taking some breaths. Being aware that your brain is generating thoughts and ideas, emotions. We'll hold all of those in awareness. And now, though, I'm going to ask you to think about someone that you don't know. Someone, let's say, in another country, far away. Someone who might be sick right now, or have a family member that's sick. and they don't have access to health care and they're worried they don't know what's going to happen they may not have any money they may not have any transportation they may not have any food And let's just think of them and just feel and send them compassion, understanding, love, hope for someone we don't know. Is having a very difficult situation. And just be aware of that compassionate feeling. And notice where it's coming from. Let it be, let it not be a thought, but let it be just a organic feeling of compassion for another human being who's having a shared experience with us. Wish them well. Wish them peace. And then now we'll we'll think of now 
someone that you love. A parent, a spouse, a child. Whatever their situation. Someone that uh, you know very well. And send them compassion. Send them love. Send them wishes that they may be well. And again, notice where that's coming from. from your heart, from your inner sense of love, and picture their face, picture their smile, picture you smiling at them, receiving your love, receiving your love. Notice how it makes you feel. You know, from this place of awareness, this unconditional love. And now let's wish them well and bring up a person that we may have some difficulty with. Maybe a parent, maybe someone who's your supervisor or your boss or a neighbor or someone that you have some difficulty with. Sometimes it's a little more difficult, but And from this place of your own compassion and joy, send that person some well wishes. May that person be happy. May that person be joyful. May that person experience love. Now I'd like for you to think of your own self as a small child. Look at a, you know, remember a picture of yourself as a child. 
maybe it's a happy scene, maybe it's a not a happy scene. But with this same compassion you have for other people, see if you can have compassion for yourself as a child. And send that little you in love and well wishes and hopes. that that child can grow up and experience a joyful, peaceful life. And now, imagine you're looking in a mirror of yourself today. And can you send yourself today some unconditional love? Can you share that? deep sense of peace and joy and love and give it to yourself. Give yourself an opportunity to have the same kind of compassion and love that you have for others. using your awareness to realize that whatever's happened to you and there's a reason that this is difficult, those are all things from the past. And they still need to be worked on, but in the present moment, you're safe. And there's a sense of peace and joy and love and generosity. And if it's difficult, that's okay as well. Don't have to do this. It's too difficult. You can stop. But if it's a little difficult, see if you can just still find a place where the love you have for others, you could also have for yourself. And if your mind is racing and resisting, just bring that to awareness. And 
and rest as awareness. If your mind is filled with love for yourself and others, just bring that to awareness and just rest as awareness, rest as love, rest as peace, rest as joy. And now we'll stop by taking three deep breaths. And open your eyes. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I think it's something that we all need to hear right now and um, definitely useful. And I'm, I was thinking when we, you started the meditation about how I was, I felt like my energy was cheery and up there and, you know, maybe unrealistic for some people to hear based on everything they're going through. So let me assure you that this pandemic, that this coronavirus that we're all dealing with has hit very, very close to home for me very close and I have grieved and suffered as well but I'm still choosing to have compassion for myself and I'm still choosing to put love out into the world so please know that don't sit there and think oh easy for her to say she sounds so happy you know I'm because I'm choosing to be and when Frank does that amazing meditation I think that's so useful and I think I'll be listening to it a lot and hopefully you'll get some benefit out of it as well. Yeah, I think that, um, that if you can't choose choose love just right now, you could still choose to open to awareness and see if love is there. I would like for everyone to have some faith that it, that it is, even yeah. if it doesn't seem possible. You know, and I would just encourage you to to keep exploring awareness and can keep practicing and value little glimpses, you know, of some hope and love and keep working with that. Please send us an email on exploringawareness at gmail.com if you have a question. Um, join our Patreon page as well if you'd like to interact with us there. Little glimpses of hope and love. I love that. And uh, we, we, we need to say hi to our friends in Australia. Uh, we're so excited that people all over the world are listening to this podcast. And we're, we're noting Australia. We're having quite a few listens there. And we're so grateful for that. As Frank said, if you want to email us, exploringawareness at gmail.com, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, if you have a question, if you have a concern, even if you just want to vent about what you're going through right now, because we know you're all going through something, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to know you're out there. Yeah. We had someone from Romania. We've had South Africa. I know. It's so cool. France, lots of countries. So we know you're out there, and we really appreciate your listening, and we we hope this is helpful. It's certainly helpful for us as well to be able to do this once a week and connect at this level. So please be safe and please be well. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon with more. Yes. Yes, be well, everyone. Stay safe. 
This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.